0: Welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. On Monday's episode, we were talking the time Traveler's wife and all the creepiness therein. And obviously, faring no better in the creepiness competition, today we're chatting Richard Curtis's 2013 slice from the cake of weird that is about time. Do you want to know the big secret or would you rather find it out for yourself like I did? Oh, Christ, there's another secret. Less traumatic, much more important. The real mothership. Now, go on. Tell me. Let's save some time. And so he told me his secret formula for happiness. So, which film will be travelling with us through time forever, and which will be sent packing to the past? We'll have a winner at the end of the show. So let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles.
1: Release the kraken!
0: Hello, Clash butters. You know, like prostitutes. I always worry that when they stop being prostitutes, they can't enjoy sex anymore. I'm Alex Zane. I think Crompton
2: five times. I counted five <laughs> times. What's your problem, man? What's your fucking problem? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to part 2. The- <laughs> when he goes, can I have the details of the girls? that One of them's like a prostitute, but nice. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll just give you a fucking address then, shall I? That's in the scene. If she hadn't paid in cash, I would give you her details.
0: You, uh, you're not a, a privileged young man who has the confidence <laughs> and the ability to ask that and expect to be given oh, no. that information.
2: It's so weird. He's supposed to be Hugh Grant, and Hugh Grant and Donald Gleason are supposed to be Richard Curtis's avatar in the world. What? Why do you say these things about women? Why? Mm. You're uh, supposed to be the nice guy.
0: I spend the whole of this movie feeling so sorry for Donald Gleason because I can hear Richard Curtis from behind the camera going, "But more like Hugh Grant." <laughs> I've
2: got but, a, such a good
0: quote but for you about more, this. <laughs> more like Hugh Grant. Really, because I could do it like not like you, <laughs> not like you, like
1: Hugh.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Welcome to part two of this week's clash <clears> of the titles. Time travel tussle with a serving of a double macadam's with cheese on the side. The Time Traveller's Wife versus About Time. As you well know, one film will be declared the winner at the end of the show in the verdict. But before we get going, mm. it's time for a dip into the digital mailbag. Oh, good. We haven't done this for so long.
2: Yeah, what have we been doing instead?
0: Well, we did January, oh, yeah. February Fanny and Farch. farch yeah, so this is, uh, we put it on hold, but now we're back. So uh, this is a review from Apple Podcasts. <clears throat> um, I've picked this one. For a week when Chris is away, uh, for reasons that shall become clear. Okay. Uh, so strap in. This is from Akira Lives. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, the title is pub-based film discussion masquerading as a well-oiled podcast. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Akira Lives knows what he's talking about, or she's talking about, or they're talking about. So this is the review. When I first listened to this podcast, they were comparing Stay Tuned and the Cable Guy. <laughs> So I gave it a shot, as I didn't think anyone remembered Stay Tuned. Glad I did, as over the next year and a half, it's become the main podcast to which I listen. I find it funny looking back now after that first episode and thinking I must have had the same film taste as Alex and Vicky, when all this last year has taught me is I'm a Chris Tilly man at heart. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to listen to Alex or Vicky berating a film I love one week while giving an easy ride to some truly terrible films the next. I end up pleading, pleading for someone to point out what they've overlooked or misunderstood. Unfortunately, Chris, the voice of reason, rarely disappoints. Anyway, despite these minor frustrations, or maybe because of them, I really do love this podcast. PS, keep the quiz five stars. <laughs> wow, what a journey!
2: That is that is amazing. What a
0: journey we went on.
2: The thing, this,
0: but we and got see, we, we s- got
2: that person because of Stay Tuned, which we had to fight for. That
0: we got Akira Lives from Stay Tuned, yeah. but all all Akira Lives thinks now is yeah. like, thank fuck for yeah. Chris Tilly, well, fair enough. which is why I did it when Chris is away. Because yeah. can you imagine he'd be insufferable for the rest of this show? <laughs> insufferable. He'd
2: ruin it, to be yeah. honest. <laughs>
0: But thank you, Akira Lives. Uh, if you'd like to give us a review, please do head to Apple Podcasts Apple, Apple, and give us a review. Uh, right then. So let's do this. On Monday, we talked the Eric Bananas time traveller's wife. So today, Richard Curtis reteams with Hugh Grant. Sorry, teams up with Donald Gleason to bring us About Time V takes on Journey.
2: When is a film not a film? When it's a patchwork quilt of Richard Curtis Trope's TM, Bumbling Boy, who is entitled and awkward, meets American Girl, who is American, an England you barely recognise despite living here your entire life, a doomed, quirky relative with mental ill health telegraphed by wearing shit clothes, Bill Nye being great, and Rain. All stitched together by a bloody monologue and Bill Nye being great. Tim can time travel like all the men in his family which means what? Penis, hormones, what? More importantly, why? So they can trick girls into liking them of course and read books and do lovely, lovely middle class things like having cups of tea on deck chairs and developing dementia just like Uncle D which is ignored or reasoned out as sweet rather than requiring clinical assistance. (laughs) Much like poor old Kit Kat whose substance misuse issues are because she likes purple and bad boys and not because she's a second class class citizen in her own family. Plus, bloody Tim does take her time travelling, which means it's not the men in this family can time travel, it's that they do, and don't take the women with them, the bastards. (laughs) Chuck in the mention of prostitutes, not my words, at least five times, and then you start to wonder. And then, despite the complete absence of conflict, jeopardy, or drama in Act 2, you are literally watching a wedding you know will happen, because the bride and groom are happy, and the beginnings of a family you know will be lovely. Because mum and dad are happy, somehow all this monologuing starts to work. And Tim understands that his gift isn't time travel, but learning to live in the present and to live every day as your last. And god damn it, if this film didn't make me cry like a baby. Could it be that I was on day two of my hangover after Chris's birthday when I watched this? Perhaps. Or maybe, despite being right now the laziest, most well-paid screenwriter we have, there's just magic in what Richard Curtis can do, and that's even with an Ellie Goulding song splattered all over it and a grown woman fangirling on Kate Moss, like, that's normal. Who knows?
0: <laughs> I mean, it is literally, like... the, 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 the It's like... Lesson one. Screenwriting. Conflict. Could, <laughs> just conflict. Drama a, is conflict. Any any kind of... any. Anything. I couldn't... I was watching it going, everyone's just so nice to each other <laughs> for the whole of Act Two. Yep. I was like, thank God Kit Kat is maybe going
2: to die. She's so doomed from the minute you see her, though, because she's in a Richard Curtis movie. It's just unbelievable. Um... Just, I have said this, because we've got a lot to get through. Yep, sure. Um, I saw it when it came out. I was outraged, as you can imagine. And similarly to Time Traveler's Wife, my circumstances are different now, which has affected how I felt. Okay. So, and you? I,
0: I've never made it through this whole film. Interesting. Because I can't. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, if, it, if we weren't doing it for this show, I'd have turned it off. I, it makes... I, look, I've got goosebumps thinking about you're so this. so angry, yeah. Uh... I, you know, I, I want to prefix this show by saying, I do like... Richard Curtis, I mean, I grew Everybody up does. on Blackadder. Yeah. He's a lovely I man. Like him. He's a lovely man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notting Hill is good. Like, And, you know, Four Weddings and Funerals is, is good. Hey, I am one of the few people that will defend love, actually. I would rather... Love actually be the only film I could watch forever. than watch this again.
2: Really? Oh, this is fascinating. I just I, I four c- weddings. It's brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, all of his career, you know, up until that point as well, is brilliant. Love actually, I cannot abide. I know you um,
0: can't. I know that's. Where I never we saw. The, I never
2: saw the boat that rocked. In fairness, it's fine. I guess it's not. It's just. This man, this man makes me so livid. <laughs> All right, so we'll just do a bit of background. Sure. Um, so, yes. Oh, is,
0: is the entire background Richard Curtis or Groundhog Day?
2: <laughs> uh, he says, well, that didn't come up in my research, but I'm sure he has seen it. So, uh, it is written and directed by the luckiest son of a bitch you know, which is Richard <laughs> Curtis. So, it is obviously quite easy to take a shot at him, and so I will. So, um, I read a review. <laughs> <laughs> I read a review from Mark Kermode at the time, and I love this, because, you know... why He gave
0: it three stars, though.
2: Yeah, he did. So, uh, Richard Curtis has said his films are populated by, quote, people I know and like. In Mark Kermode's words, which I think is very funny, people for whom financial hardship means a slow day at the bookstore. Love that. (laughs) That just sums it all up. I think that's perfect. So, apparently, one day, Richard Curtis is having lunch with a friend and you're doing big talk, you know, whether or not they're happy and he sort of said he surprised himself by understanding that maybe he wasn't happy and then they had a chat about what would constitute a perfect day and I do think that's lovely. Like, it's a lovely genesis for yeah. this film. I, I do think that's great. And then
0: great. he got in, had a glass of wine. Groundhog Day was on Channel 5.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... it's We'll do it now. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll oh. wait. I'll wait. I'll
0: wait. All right. So I, I'm on ten to hooks.
2: I know. So he, you know, he wants to write about these big things: how to be happy, how to achieve happiness, and and um, then he did loads of research into time travel. No, he didn't. Quote. Well, I mean, look, because we've all seen lots of science fiction stuff. I didn't do any research at all. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good one, Richard. Not a problem. Obviously, it's fine. There's no logic flaws in this. I mean, it's it becomes almost pathetic to point out the plot holes. And I only do this to him because he is so beloved and he can get anything away. Now, it might be different now. I don't know. It is a long time ago, this film, and it did do well, Mm. but it didn't go fucking crazy. And it's not a love, actually, and it's not a four weddings in terms of like the canon, if you will. Hmm. So I do, I don't, you know. Is he in the same position as he was ten years ago, where he can go? Oh, hello, Eric. Hello, Tim. Can I make a film? And they go, of
0: course you can. I think yesterday did quite well as well. Oh fuck, I hate that room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fine, fuck it. I was going to be nice
0: to him. No, he
2: takes up room that could be being used by someone else. Working title, mate, what, like five films a year? They do great shit, but someone else could have a shot. Right. It annoys me. Right. Let's just get this off my chest now, right? It's not finished. Okay. No. One second. One second. Richard Curtis's next avatar in the world, Donald Gleeson, whatever, young Hugh Grant. Direct quote from Richard Curtis. Quote, I wasn't aiming for Hugh at all. It's obviously a voice that comes out when I write that part. You lazy, lazy man. Try harder.
0: (laughs) It took me about 20 minutes to accept Tim as a character that wasn't Hugh Grant. I was just like... Why is he doing the Hugh Grant impression?
2: It's a literal impression. Mm. I do feel sorry for Donald Gleeson.
0: Yeah. I agree with like you. Like I said on Monday, it's, I think it's Donald not Gleeson fair. does
2: do brilliantly because once you get it, once you get over it, I think the Hugh Grant impression-ishness wears off after he meets Motogel Robbie who had forgotten was in this and yeah. you get into it and he, he does really well to stake his claim as an actor and be like, I'm in a Richard Curtis film, certain things are expected of me, i.e. to impersonate Hugh Grant and I can still push
0: past that." Yeah, and I think people are like, yeah, fine. fine. You're yeah. forced to do these if things. If you didn't do that, we wouldn't, this movie would have done. Te- well, like, this
2: is the thing, no yeah, way. but that's what we want, isn't yeah. it? He, he does give the people what we want, I guess. So, yeah. is it us? Yeah. It's not me, but
0: it's, co- it's Coca Cola. It's not good for you. Yeah, it doesn't I love it, it. It doesn't help <laughs> you. But mm, mm, mm. Uh,
2: Rachel McAdams is cast after I did read. Now I read an, quite an arch comment from Richard Curtis, and I don't recognise this thing about um, Zoe Deschanel. But there is a Variety article that's like she's in talks for kind of thing. So they, you know, it's only a Variety article. What do talks mean? But anyway, she for, for whatever reason that falls away. Richard Curtis. I mean, it's mad to me thought that Rachel McAdams would say no because she's done a time travel film. I'm her agent. What am I doing right now? Like, is it funny that you do two? Four. Four? <laughs> like, I don't really get it, but there are there are things that are going on that I don't understand. So she's still a very bankable actor. Start, you know, we look looking, going right back to Mean Girls. And so, doing a shit ton of time travel films is part of the arithmetic there in some way. So, so what do I know? Uh, all right, that's as much as I've got. I think
0: she's trying to tell us something.
2: <laughs> that you know, like when the X Files
0: came out, and everyone was like, "The reason this is on TV is the government are about to announce that aliens exist, and we're I, being, I don't remember
2: that, but I love that. <laughs>
0: it's a kind of it's a soft breaking us in, so yeah. we're not like what like a soft launch for right. aliens <laughs> exactly. And maybe Rachel McAdams is the slow burn fact that one day we're going to be told, by the way, Rachel right, McAdams is going to appear on a, a podium yeah. and, and go, by the way, Fuck
2: you. time travel's
0: real. <laughs> and we're all going to go, fine, because, well, we've seen you do it, so we kind of know that.
2: But the point is, even, one of my favourite lines in Time Traveller's Wife, which she didn't mention, I didn't mention, is she's like, I wonder what it's like to be able to be the one that goes rather than the person that stays. It's like, because you never are allowed you, to go anywhere. You'll
0: never know. You, you will. Four know. times over, you'll never know. <laughs>
2: It's maddening. Mm. Anyway, uh, that's it. You know, the background to this is Richard Curtis gets to do with the fuck he wants. (laughs) And so, and we lap it up. (laughs) Yep. That's it. Sure. Let's talk. I can't wait. All right, here we I'm just going to flex... Uh, all right, so... A lot of
0: narration. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so apparently, I read a quote where Richard Curtis says, when he's in full flow and he's got an idea and he's sitting down to write, he does about 30 pages a day. Flipping out. And I found that baffling because he still can't nail the old don't do a narrator thing, though. 30 fucking pages a day.
0: My problem with this narration is... Oh, God, don't. Where to start? Uh, my problem with it... Is uh, the uh, line where Tim talks about Kit Kat and her eternally bare feet in the previous (laughs) shot. She was wearing fucking Wellington boots in the previous shot. You're making a time travel movie, which is going to have plot holes anyway. Don't in the first minute throw the... Cast of doubt over the shadow of doubt over this whole movie by going eternally but wellies she was just wearing wellies less than five seconds ago
2: yeah so voiceover i won't mention it again voiceover fucking lazy voiceover that goes that's me prison again makes me want to gouge my own eyes out that's me who the fuck else is it right there's other ways of doing that. that's me okay um also it's not just it's not just um a voiceover is it it's an entire it's it's narrated mm. it's a running monologue uh that's it done i do not like it it's it's just ridiculous yeah
0: well it's also awful because i i I, again you mentioned it i I don't recognize this world tea on the beach every day we project films on a friday night against the wall of our house no matter what the weather i'm like who are you people what fucking england is this (laughs)
2: like it's and also he's 21 so when you meet him he's 21 and then throughout the course of this film he's like 22 ish and then he gets married and has kids and so they do age but Every day you have tea with your pet. Every day. Every day.
0: Are you sure about that? So uncomfortably twee, it makes me feel sick.
2: It makes me feel sick as well. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe that world exists. Maybe I'm just like... I've never... We are nowhere near it, if that's the case. (laughs) And we are nice-ish people.
0: It is entirely possible. (laughs) (laughs) entirely possible. That this world exists, and we, (laughs) we, you, you and I... Just so far away <laughs> from not. ever having a family that goes,
2: shall we do tea on the beach? Yeah, because also the to bookend it, they do some real people shit <laughs> at the end, which you've never seen in a Richard Curtis film in your entire life. Like people that you shop at a market and are old and don't look like fucking Margot Robbie or whatever, and don't live in this halcyon England. It is part of what we love about his films. In fairness, I think like the, the comfort Sh- of the adult- fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I feel like we've had enough of that. Anyway. Also, isn't Bill Nye a bit old to be his dad? Like, not to be that person, but he's like, oh, dad. And it's like, you're very old. I mean, (laughs) fine. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. I would say the family themselves are fucking bonkers because, right, lots of red flags here. We go to a New Year's Eve party. Who plays I Will Always Love You at Midnight? No one. Everyone plays "Old Lang Syne. Everyone. Even poor people. So I don't understand. Min And uh, what? When? At what party?
0: <laughs> we just, you and I just don't know. Do you think? At mansions yeah. on clifftops in Cornwall. Yeah. You bang Do on I always like,
2: We'll embarrass ourselves because we'll get invited to a fancy party at midnight. Five, four, bail. And I was like, oh my God. Get the The who,
1: idiots. Who invited those two? <laughs> who
2: invited to? those? Yeah, why have the waiting staff started singing? We're,
1: we're sorry, your Lordship. <laughs>
0: we didn't realise We the didn't
2: realise it was meant to be a Whitney Houston, like Walter. Well. wall. Madness.
0: Anyway. They are playing tattoo at one point now, which I, I've got a lot of time for. Bit yeah. of tattoo. It
2: used to be my karaoke special. Um, and then I stopped. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know if it was
0: a bit inappropriate. But, no, it's uh, fine. It's yeah. fine. Were, so? It's all fine.
2: It's a private room. I shouldn't I, have said I, it really. I watched
0: them perform at the MTV uh, Movie Awards in 2003 oh, nice. in Los Angeles. They were very good. Oh, very they? Very good, yeah. Oh, that's
2: good to know. Yeah. Uh, I think Kit Kat, as I said, totally doomed because she's in a Richard Curtis film and she's just a bit wacky. Uh, she also does say to her brother, Your pajamas are sexy.
0: But incest is that, that!
2: So she's a wrong one <laughs> from the start. No, I don't have a brother, but if I did, I wouldn't be telling
0: him his pajamas are sexy. Uh... Bill Nye dialed up to eleven in this. Uh, this is ultimate Bill Nye.
2: Ultimate, ultimate BN. Ah, yeah, just
0: it's too much. Is it for too me. Much for me. It's just it's so affected. It's like I, I don't know whether because he'd done Love Actually, it was like okay, so you're in another one. You've got to bring even more to this bill.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I,
0: you know, it's <laughs> stumbled. Rumble, men are, and a tumble, right, Helen of Troy.
2: And you're like, what? Well, that's a good point. So the family are bonkers because the men can time travel. Uh, they can't change history, but presumably this is just our first flag of like logic. You can't change. You can only go in your own lifetime. Yep. So your ancestors could have changed history, though, couldn't they? Because oh. they would have been alive at the same time as Hitler. You do first. This is
0: how you end up with a mansion in Cornwall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just on I'm what, I'm what I just I couldn't I just couldn't believe it. Bill Nye actually has the line. <laughs> he actually has the line. I've uh, mm, mm, never met a rich person who's happy. Mm. And you're like, you are saying that, mm. standing in this 27 bedroomed <laughs> house, looking out to sea yeah. on a cliff top. Never met a rich person who was happy. What are you
2: then? Yeah. What is rich mm-hmm. to you? That's, but that does show us in our place in the world because we, he's like, I'm like, you retired at 50. You're fucking loaded. Like, yeah, but there's another world that we don't know about that Richard Curtis lives in <laughs> that he's like, this is completely normal and they're actually struggling. I so. know, I know about it. Do you?
0: You I, don't. I've seen it.
2: You've seen it, I've what, been from it. out. you're pressed against I, the glass. I've been
0: in it once. I didn't like it. <laughs> they spotted me a mile off.
2: <laughs> they made you feel bad about yourself. <laughs>
0: Idiot, idiot. <laughs> There's a great old Rob Newman uh, joke uh, from uh, the Mary Whitehouse Experience Encyclopedia, where he, said, he talks about you know how if you're a working class person, whenever you meet a girl who's posh, you suddenly become the local village grocer, going, <laughs> "I've got a lettuce here, a lovely lettuce for His Lordship, if you want to take it up to the manor house." <laughs>
2: Well, I've never been inside that world, mm. as you can imagine. I think Mark's
0: posh, and I'm sure he's not. But um... it's just it's it's, just, it's sort of it's designed to be uncomfortable. So we're going to have a dinner party, and you're going to sit boy girl, boy girl, and it's me next to strangers. So you meet someone <laughs> new. And you're like, well, I don't, don't want, want that. I don't want to that. do that. I came with a person. I'd rather <laughs> talk. I don't want to sit with my friend. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I was at one and like the guy. The, the, it, the, it was a lord who was hosting this party, and he hired. In his own words, he was like, "I've hired some of the uh, children from the village to be the waiting staff tonight." I was they like,
2: weren't real children, actual children. They
0: were young people. Uh, okay. They weren't like actual kids. Kids He <laughs> got furious because, like, someone served him from the right, and he was like, "Bloody hell, Jesus!" Do you see that? He meant to serve from the left, or it's the other way around. I, I don't the know. Who knows? Oh, He's he knew. Not important. <laughs> he knew. Oh, he knew, and he was not happy. <laughs> and he, I don't know whether it was the gout, but he went red. <laughs>
2: it's just upsetting it's upsetting so uh, what does Tim want this line just made me feel so gross he's got this gift this so the gift it what could it do it could help me get a girlfriend Mm. Mm yuck don't like that Mm. really weird scene coming up now Uh, this to me this is peak Curtis and it's just peak why I'm so annoyed with it because as a Cultural export, he's huge. The Americans know him. And so we do, I put a lot on him to be like to show our best selves, represent, try and represent all of us in some way, um, which is not fair on him. Obviously, he's just doing his thing and he's super happy. But Tim tries to proposition Margot Robbie. <sighs> and he goes, can I... Uh, ask, you, ask you a question, and she goes, "Oh, it's not about love, is it?" Said what twenty-year-old girl ever, ever in her? Your sister told me if it was about love, I should not answer you. What <laughs> the fuck is going on? What happened to? Do you fancy a shag? What happened to that? Do you? Am I going mental?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I don't. I like. Uh, Margot how I think I honestly think it's quite an achievement to make Margot Robbie as an actor unlikable oh yeah I, I can't believe he's done it like, <laughs> I, it's, it's quite an achievement I mean that is some serious he, there's some work gone into that writing because she is unlikable this she character so
2: annoying and then it's that classic Richard Curtis thing of later on she'll just be besotted with him because Richard Curtis mm. nothing's any different but now she's into him yeah. to the point where she even sacks off her friendship' i <laughs> Told her to get dinner by
0: herself. Is 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 this the same friend who she knows is gay? Yeah. And when Tim assumes she's gay, goes, "Did you think I was gay?" Oh my god, <laughs> Richard Curtis, hang your head in shame. It's like, but you know your friend. What and you know, like even if that's an awful thing to say, full stop. When you're standing next to your gay friend in the scene, it doesn't work. Don't say, yeah. Well, you, you thought I was gay, yeah.
2: Like this gross lesbian (laughs) next to me. Are you joking? Have you seen me? That's what it is. It's it's, I'm too pretty to be a lesbian. That's the joke, and that is not on. Mm. Bad, bad man. Um, sorry. What I'm going to do? I'm going to take a breath because I think I'm going purple. We'll we'll have a break. (laughs) Okay.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: Many of us have those
1: stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Honestly, I'm sweating. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm sweating. Uh, so... As you said, Tim does his literal impression of Hugh Grant. Whatever, let's just get that done. And then he says, I moved to London and I had this weird moment where I hate Tim so much and I love London so much. I was like, you move to London and we will destroy you, Tim, you wet tissue, you awful weak person thing which is really unfair and a little bit
0: over the top you couldn't get to him it's a different world like you said well no you're never gonna cross paths with tim no i'm not you're never gonna he walks into a successful playwright's house and has a room
2: (laughs) i mean obviously tom hollander as what the play whatever the
0: playwrights harry
2: harry he's brilliant but he's always good so he's good
0: but the, it's sort of it's almost like everything in this movie is just too Curtis. Yeah. It's like he's he's too nasty. It's like it's funny to be the Sarky best friend. Yeah. But like he's actually horrible. Yeah. Like like I mean he goes. I think your dad's a cock. <laughs> like the first thing he says to Tim as he's walking him up the stairs, he's like, "Why don't you shag my daughter? Everyone else has." That's so I forgot about that. It's like, God, that's weird. It's like it's like this is this is bad. This that's
2: is really bad. Yeah. He's just and too also, much. This whole slagging of Tim's mum by. Tim a lot but then it, this is it Rich Kirsten's a brilliant joke writer so the joke when Harry says to Tim does your mum still look like Andy Warhol funny that's <laughs> funny I laugh my head off but poor old Lindsay Duncan who is a, she's ephemeral and incredible and Tim is like my mum's a bit stout and my mum's a bit sturdy and I know she represents middle England in that way mm. but it's just to keep slagging off your own mum you're supposed to be a nice guy I find that a bit hard to buy mm. anyway um, this is one of my favourite bits. So Tim is a lawyer and the law is full of men. A, no, it's not, you prick. And B, if it is, you're not allowed to lament the glass ceiling because it stops you from hooking up. <laughs> be an ally. Oh, the law is full of men. I will advocate for women to be in law rather than being like, I can't get a shag. Gross. Not acceptable. Anyway. thank God for Rory, though. Oh yeah, he's great. He actually yeah.
0: seems nice. He's, like, he's nice. a character who I, I've, I've yeah, he's I, a nice but dim. But he's but yeah, but also this, there are other characters that are supposed to be nice that are not nice in this movie. <laughs> and he's actually he comes he comes out of this clean. He does. You're
2: absolutely right. So then, a really boring scene in a dark restaurant, so dull. Right,
0: let's talk about this. Go on. I think this scene is fascinating. Do you? Because uh, it's awful.
2: Is it, is it meant to be a speed date? Not speed sorry. Is it no. a dating? It's just a normal restaurant where it's, you go to have dinner.
0: Have you not heard of these places? Mm-hmm. These places, but it's basically supposed to make. Because um, it tastes. Obviously, you haven't. You don't know, move in the same circles as me. I went with right. Richard Curtis. And uh, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's supposed to make the taste difference. Yeah. They, they actually exist, it's a, it's a real thing. Okay. I think they were big at the time. Do you time. get
2: harassed by two dudes?
0: Uh, no, not unless you get sat next to uh, men who have basically been told their entire lives that the world is theirs. And have the confidence to exact that on you if they find themselves sitting next to you, regardless of who you are yep. or whether you're having a private conversation, they have the confidence to basically hit on you yeah. because they've been told the world is theirs, <coughs> Relentlessly. which is what happens. Yeah. But that's not the reason I love this scene. The reason I love this scene is because it's so, so awful and it just shows how awful the dialogue is in this film oh, because you, you cannot see, see yeah. actors charm their way through these lines yeah. because of their faces. And I, I sat there watching it going, there you go. Yeah. That's what this dialogue is. Without Donald Gleeson, without Rachel McAdams, you are just left with this
2: awful dialogue that mm. you can't see them make work. That's amazing. I hadn't thought of it at all because it doesn't work. You go, okay, this is uh, Mary, Mary, Mary. Played by Rachel McAdams. She's charmed to bits by Tim because it's a Richard Curtis movie. So you're like, okay, this is this has to happen. I hadn't twigged that, why am I so bored? Why am I so disengaged from this scene? Because yeah, you're right. You don't get to see, you know, good looking people act the shit out of it yeah. to make it palatable. right? So this is, they think this might be my favourite moment of any film. So because this is the thing, you know, you hate what you love, you love what you hate. I sure. enjoy, I'm enjoying myself enormously when I'm watching this, but I'm also seething so much that i can't see straight so rachel mcadams the big reveal she's twisting on the spot like she's not a fucking like a straight 10 and he's a six at best and then she says you really like me jesus christ but then the old one two whatever i can't even do it my hair isn't too brown what Who's ever said that? You look like Rachel McAdams, but fine, you're meant to be a normal person. Who has gone, do you really like
0: me? Oh, my hair isn't too brown. (laughs) None of it makes any sense. She's American as well. Do you like me? Even my frock. (laughs) Even my frock.
2: Even my frock. Even my frock. (laughs) I just don't, don't feel comfortable with a man making a woman have to be right in this film the women are coy like this is my hair too brown or they're mad or they're prostitutes not my words (laughs) what's that why can't oh and coming off the back of all the feelings about love actually like what's your problem dude I don't get it Richard Curtis is straight he has a girlfriend it makes no sense to me that he represents women in this way. He's never met anyone like this really, he just can't have done. No one says is my hair too brown, even people who think their hair is too <laughs> brown,
0: whatever that is meant to mean. Like I said, this is this is too Curtis. Yes, it's, it's 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 almost it isn't far off Curtis doing a parody of himself. I know.
2: It's, and yet and yet he will have been paid handsomely. Is my hair
0: too brown, <laughs> but, but she goes through this. How about my frock? How about my hair color? What about my fringe? It's new. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's, I think it's meant to be like she's a bit insecure, Mary. Oh. That's what it's meant to be. But it's like, d- do do that, do that in other ways. In fact, you've got Rachel McAdams there. She can maybe act it.
2: Yeah. How about that? There's an old adage that you might not have heard when you tuned out from the don't use a voiceover <laughs> <laughs> lesson, which is called show don't tell. <laughs> Oh, anyway, next favourite bit. So uh, we have mentioned this because Tim has erased their number. He goes to the restaurant to get her details and it absolutely feels like if the girls hadn't paid in cash and been walk-ins, the maitre d' would have given some man their details, even though he calls one of them a nice prostitute, not my words. The maitre d' is like, God, I'm sorry, dude, I can't help you. Uh, uh,
0: It's mad. And that's because he goes like this. I'd like to um, have that number, please. please it's, yeah. like, it's like I'm scared of you because I don't. I, you, know, you could probably sue me if I don't give you it. It's
2: such a male v- v- view of the world, like a Richard Curtis male view of the world, which is like it's quite cute that he goes to get her details, whereas everyone else is like that's horrifying, crazy, the, scary. Yeah, the, um, but the major D is like I would if I could, mm. but it's not even a GDPR thing. It's like it's just <laughs> call the police. Awful. Anyway, Kate Moss exhibition. I don't even know what to do with this. Right. So this oh wait, what...
0: we've, missed, we've we've jumped over a bit that is quite good. Go on, but it's completely pointless, and actually, is to me the first plot hole that I'm like, oh, I don't understand what's happening here. Okay. So he's lost her number yep. because he helps Harry yep. make his play a success mm-hmm. by going and telling Richard uh, Griffiths to yep. rehearse the lines. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out so it wasn't him. It was, the it was other Richard. Richard, <laughs> Richard D. Grant. didn't know them. And then he holds it. Rather than go back in time and not do Richard Griffiths, but do Richard D. Grant with the same lesson, he turns up with cardboard. He, he, he loves men holding signs with oh, stuff on. Oh, God,
2: I hadn't even thought. <laughs> oh, God. He
0: loves men holding signs with stuff on. This the is skirts. a
2: man, very man, that writes 30 pages a day. So did he not go Oh, shit, I've done that.
0: (laughs) Annoying! (laughs) So, uh, he's lost her number because he's helped Harry. Yeah. Now, why can he not go back and do the noir night again? And if it's because he can't do both...
2: I think that's true, yeah.
0: Right, if he can't do both, why the fuck is he helping Harry, who's been an absolute dick to him from the moment they met, why is he helping Harry over finding true love?
2: Yep, don't know. Good question. Okay, don't know. I Bye. suppose I suppose he's just a nice dude. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Um, so then, Kate Moss. Kate Moss. So this is. I will say now. There's you're going to come on this journey with me by the end of this film I do like this film genuinely not just because I hate it kind wow. of thing and this is where it starts so Tim is annoying the living shit out of me again can I walk around with you because I'm lonely can you fuck off please <laughs> please but then Claire has got a boyfriend and I like that for her because this whole do you like me thing is clearly bullshit because in this timeline she's just gone and got a boyfriend like she's not that insecure like you don't just you know
0: you ever met um, anyone in real life called Rupee? <laughs> Because I, I bet there are people out there whose name's Rupert, but they're so, known that, among their friends as Rupee.
2: Even if they're twenty something. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Oh God. I'd forgotten about. I just, I just went. I just glazed over because I can't bear that. I can't. Um,
0: Rupee past the pheasant. <laughs> Rupee.
2: So now Tim then wants to break up Claire and her boyfriend. So he uses her own quite mad nonsense about Kate Moss.
0: <laughs> ridiculous i love like, look, what, look what i've written look what i've written here <laughs> it's awful <laughs> this is awful yeah you have written that i've seen i had you. nothing else no. i was just like i was sitting there going this is I, this is so awful it's
2: so weird. it's a man so divorced from reality I, he must be friends with kate moss i assume he is yeah. people do love kate moss and obviously we love photographs of kate moss but it's a weird thing we don't really talk about it do we because kate moss i think occupies a space where she has quite a lot of agency given the career she's in but not really she is the object do you know what i mean mm. she is photographed she's not the photographer but it's so weird to talk about someone who is photographed to so, to expect me to uh, digest that the power is suddenly flipped and she was in control of any of that, mm. especially the early days. Sorry, that's really heavy. Sure. It's mental,
0: though. Sure.
2: It's just Richard Curtis going, the British people like Kate, Americans like Kate Moss, bingo.
0: Mm. <laughs> I just find it so weird. I put Kate Moss in uh, the Blackout of Time Travel uh, special, so <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah.
2: it. But also, um, I like, you know, in a rom-com and especially Time Travel it's fine to have the bit. It's, a, it's not a MacGuffin, it's like a placeholder scene where it's like, he does the thing that wins her over. It's a little bit creepy that it's her own stuff. Do you know what I a mean? A little bit? Yeah. Isn't it
0: massively creepy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I go back to the line earlier where Tim says, it uh, turns out no amount of time travel can make someone fall in love with you. Yep. And like I said, I think I said it on Monday. Actually, mm. this is Curtis's get out clause here, which suggests that... Love is completely nothing to do with the time travel aspect of this movie. Yep. These are inconveniences. Tim's made decisions that have kind of messed stuff up. Yep. But ultimately, even if he couldn't time travel, those two would have ended up together because they are in love. Yeah, That's that's what we're meant to here. Watching this, though, where he repeats her lines back to her, which he shouldn't know if he couldn't time travel. Creepy AF.
2: And so specific. Mm. She must be thinking, that's an internal monologue I've had, and that's private. So anyway... Pretty soon, we're at a problematic-ish, ish, -ish, I think, because I'm not going to go like full tilt sex scene. So I have read an interview with Richard Curtis where, quote, quote, he says this scene fulfills a personal dream of his because he never has one night stands, never would have had a one night stand because he knows it would have gone so badly. So he wrote this scene to fulfill a personal dream, which makes it really bad, I think. So I think it's gross.
0: Pervert, pervert, pervert.
2: Tim's crap in bed. Just let's not get hung up on that. Let's get hung up on making a woman say, an American woman as well, I thought it was pretty lovely. No one says pretty <laughs> lovely. And if you'd ever met anyone in real life, you who says that? I thought it was lovely is fine, even though you shouldn't make a woman have to say that kind of bullshit. That, just give me a minute. I'm so angry. I'm so angry. She has been unsatisfied by this encounter and he makes a woman go, don't worry about it. Why can't she say give two minutes and we'll just give it another shot or whatever like why can't she have her pleasure why does she have to pretend it was pretty lovely I'm furious okay so then He goes back in time. He refines his efforts. Now, time number three, he's a little pushy. So I'm not... It's fine. The consent has been given at some point in time, but it's a bit much.
0: The problem with this scene is, and this is why I was saying, Richard Curtis, watch Groundhog Day, because this is the lift from Groundhog Day when Bill Murray is trying to win over Andy McDowell and he's tried so many times and he's he's, he's rushing it. By the the third or fourth time, he's just trying to get through it because he wants to get to the bit where they kiss. Yeah. And in that scene, it doesn't work because that's a really good film. And it's like he's just trying to get to that point and he's lost the minutia, the, the micro expressions, the tiny moments that make something like that unique and special. And you feel it and he's rushing it. And in this, it's the same conceit. And yet here, it works. It works brilliantly. It's man. the opposite. But that scene in Groundhog Day is so famous. You're watching this going, oh, it's going to get worse because yeah. she's not going to like it because he's being pushy. Yeah. He's trying to rush it. And it doesn't happen. It's it's like by the end, it's like, that was amazing. That's yep. the way to do it. <laughs>
2: and also, I'm so sick of seeing, but I'll, I'll throw over to you because you tell me. The
1: No, I'm scared. M-
2: these middle class men who didn't know how to undo a bra when they were 16 now think that no one knows that. And it's just the thing of like, oh, bumbling, oh, sorry, cold hands or whatever. Everybody knows how to undo a bra. Am I right?
0: Uh, I believe so, yeah. Right,
2: good. It just, it's so fucking old school to be like, can't do the bra. And then she's like, tricked you <laughs> because it's a front fastener. Sure. Anyway.
0: Um, also I, maybe their partners just take it off for them maybe that's I was surprised
2: works. to be honest not not to be too saucy but she's like I'm going to put <laughs> on and are my... you
0: ever too saucy
2: <laughs> she said I'm going to put on my pyjamas and you're like oh my okay. god this so line. <laughs> then when she's like I was like You literally did put on pyjamas. When you say it I thought she was going to slip into something a little more comfortable. She says,
0: I'm going to put on my new pyjamas and then in one minute Mm -hmm. you can come in and take them off.
2: Yeah, what's the point? Also, if you've put on pyjamas, not to be a stickler, why are you wearing a bra? (laughs) You've put on pyjamas. I just found it. And then when I saw her in those little striped pyjamas, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like You're supposed to say, I'm going to put this on, see you in a minute. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. It's not like comfy jammers. I
0: mean, I'm, I, it's, it's that moment where you go, oh, Do you actually yeah, want do you me want to have leave? <laughs> because it feels
2: I we were gonna have it sex. feels
0: like you want to go to bed you
2: put a bed t-shirt on so i'm very confused I, you're
0: sending really mixed messages yeah more. and
2: you still got your bra on so i'm <laughs> gonna assume you don't want to do it but also again the dialogue thing and this i do this because as we get when into the fact that it's a monologue but the monologue later some of the dialogue some of the monologue is amazing so then when he's poor at the dialogue it just annoys me because he's obviously capable of being brilliant so they've had sex three times they're on the floor now and she's like oh, one time's enough for my dream guy date number one who says shit like that no one and it just puts the parrot it's so annoying run yeah, <laughs> yeah run for your life tim even though you're a cock run 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 because also it's everything that happens it's like she's she's like you're my dream guy he doesn't say oh you're my dream whatever i just I found it irritating anyway there's going to be a sea change now because this is a cute montage right it's,
0: it's got a big problem this montage the song is a big problem but why do you think that's a big problem? I'll tell you why. I, I hate think... that song. <laughs> right. But also, this is a time travel movie where people live the same day sometimes over and over again. Yeah. If you have a montage where the band are playing the same song, except your cast are wearing different clothes, yeah. it makes you think, is this the same day over and over again? True. Or is this a passage of time? You can't have the same. You can't have the same band on the same subway station playing the same song. Yeah, and makes it makes it makes no sense in a time travel movie. True. Yep. Yeah, really good point. Apart from that, this song is shit. I
2: hate this song so much, um, but it's working on me because I do hate this song, <laughs> and I'm mad as hell about everything I've seen. I'm smiling now at this point, I'm like that's cute. I do think it's cute. I do you know I like a rom com and I do think it's super cute. Now I'm on a high there, but then I'm brought right back down because Tim's homophobic and there's no need for it. Who in their early twenties is like, You should be careful because some of us have got traditional values or whatever.
0: What the fuck? But, but as a way of clearing up his earlier faux pas. He's already made one faux pas yep. by going, Oh, okay, you're a girlfriend. Brilliant. And then it's like, oh, did you just come a gay? <laughs> weird, weird, Bad. weird moment. Who are you, Tim? Yeah. How did you end up with Mary as well?
2: Yeah, good point. But then Richard Curtis films, none of it's ever explained. Sure. Four Weddings works because Hugh Grant was this juggernaut all of a sudden mm. and you're just like, fine. But everything else, it doesn't work, does it? Like, oh. I'm trying to think of a good example. Groundhog
0: Day works because obviously... Bill Murray's punching in that but yeah. he's Bill Murray. He's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah.
2: So now Charlotte she's banging into him for no reason because Richard Curtis wrote this. <laughs> but that does prompt the proposal. I mean she's well into him. She's like come back to my lovely uh flat apartment and please have sex with me and it makes him run back to Mary which it should. Um
0: Good. I was looking for I was liking yeah. this. I'm like good.
2: I like the proposal. I it's No. Weird. No, I like I like it in the I think the button worked for me. It's so silly that he's got the band in the room, but it did make me chuckle.
0: Sure. I mean, if I'm Rory and I've been invited back and I'm halfway through opening a bottle of champagne Mm, and then I'm told to leave, I'm taking that champagne. (laughs) I do
2: think that's fine. So although I like the proposal, I do not, do not enjoy the strip to make wedding decisions. (laughs) It's grim, though. Isn't it grim? No one, neither of them come out of that very well. So uh,
0: for every decision you make...
2: I'll remove an item of clothing. Yeah. So why why am I so grossed out by that? I'm not grossed out by n- the nakedness or whatever. It's such a immature thing to do for two people who are about to get married. He's sh- they should have been having plenty sex. Mm. So we're past that stage. But also what it says on a surface level, which is you can't get a man to make a decision about something, but the way you can do that is through leveraging the power of your body. That's <laughs> upsetting to me. But also she doesn't come out of it well because honestly, if a woman, a grown ass woman, calls her own boobs puppies, but she's not being funny, you should run for your life. It's a big no. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) who does that (laughs) no one so then we move into I
0: can't deal with the table tennis match as well with him and his dad it it gave me bad goosebumps But
2: everyone who likes this film loves that moment it's
0: it's just a commentary like father and son playing it's just like uh,
2: yeah, little bit of casual racism against Chinese players for whatever whatever, 2013 Mm. so second half of this movie now sorry second half of Act 2 I think Super interesting as a writing exercise because, as we've said... No obvious story even, really, mm-hmm. but definitely no conflict yep, and definitely no drama. Down.
0: Very, very little conflict. Very <laughs> little no, conflict. There's,
2: there's zero conflict. I
0: can't believe what I'm watching. I'm just watching people. It's, it's almost like watching a, a reality show about people's lives. Yeah. And if they cut out all the drama, it's just like you're just watching people exist But It's, also, it's
2: also quite meta because, because <laughs> you're in a Richard Curtis film and you've met Kit Kat and she wears purple and she runs barefoot in wellies or whatever you know something's going to happen there because she's that character in a Richard Curtis film so even though you're watching a story with no conflict you know that's going to kick off in a minute because she represents a trope this is super meta to get away with a story engine through the your catalogue of shit you've done before right no sure madness yeah anyway uh, so, but it is quite nice to watch their wedding because I do like a wedding comedy so that's Rain, fine Raining? I is mean, it raining I hadn't noticed he's spoofing himself <laughs> literally spoofing himself well I said it, yeah. it's
0: cut, it started up to 11 yeah. he is parodying his earlier work maybe you're right maybe it's genius it's fascinating but you have a rainy wedding mm-hmm. and uh, what am I missing here it's like You're a time traveller and you could, could you not do the wedding? But I thought, I thought, I don't see the point of having a wet wedding. No. Other than you're watching a lot of people get wet and that (laughs) is inherently funny. It's quite funny. Okay, fine. That's it then. Because I was like, okay, but they're going to do it again. And it's going to be a beautiful, blissful, sunny day.
2: Rachel, Rachel McAdams, uh, Claire, fuck, what's she even called? (laughs) Mary. Mary. Is she? Jesus, she's called Mary. She's so nothing. She's like, I wouldn't change a thing. Now then so then Bill Nye gives the most amazing best man speech and now I'm fucking bewitched and this Richard Curtis motherfucker has got me which really annoys me
0: is this the first one or the one where he goes back and does it again without... when he does it again so right.
2: now to break it down it only works because Richard Curtis has invented quite a paper thin character which is he doesn't hug his son He does. he's not physical with him he's emotionally connected to him but he's not physical with him and he doesn't tell him he loves him which is a bit mental anyway so you build to these parceling out of little pieces of emotion hmm. so that you've got a story engine which is they will finally have a kiss which is the real big moment of the film however it does work it works on me it works on me because of bill Nye massively
0: i know right i just thought i'm too far gone at this point i'm I'm not completely far gone as we'll come to later this film fuck it (laughs) does manage
2: i know to get
0: its hooks into me but I'm, i'm not there yet i'm still quite angry at just watching people having a nice day
2: yeah So then they have a baby, and again, the narration got me, you know, talking about people who love them, loving their child, and the indifference of friends. That is like, you don't really hear much about that, and it is an experience that people go through where their friends... It is hard to connect with someone when they've had a baby because they've got this thing in their life which is, you know on the outside it's just annoying obviously even as much as you might like the baby but it makes the people that have had the baby really hard to talk to because you've got no idea what they're going through
0: what's worse is whenever they bring up their baby you bring up your dog as I discovered (laughs) it's like oh baby's doing well oh Simon's doing well as well Right, did you just compare my baby to your dog? I'm like, just to
2: remember, we're not talking about me. I think people think that's me. No, that God, no. That is no. not me. No, 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 no. no. That's, You're allowed
0: to compare. That's contend. at least three other people.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with me, maybe. <laughs> so then I read another quote from Richard Curtis, which made me more mad because, but this is unfair on him, because this is about be, being mad with him as a person, right? There's this, there was going to be a scene in here, a sequence where, and I was like, if this is really your life, then I kind of forgive you, because this is such hack- nonsense that never really happens right Mm -hmm. there was going to be a section where her waters have broken they get in the car, but what happens? He doesn't know the way to the hospital, does he? And she shouts at him, you had one job. How many millions of times have you seen that in a film or on TV, but it doesn't really happen in real life? Not because partners don't know the way to the hospital. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it's so cliche to go, you had one job, I've done all the heavy lifting, you can't even get us to the hospital. I hate, you know, as much as I rally against sexism against women in films like this, the, the, The stuff about men are idiots and they can't fucking do anything. It doesn't do any of us any good to be like you bumbling off you couldn't even get it to the hospital but that's richard curtis's real life experience so who am i to denigrate that he says that happened to him and then i think jesus you do just live in that world like, <laughs> you've just you either have created it so your girlfriend is forced to say stupid shit like that to you when you're going to the hospital
0: always working yeah, <laughs> yeah. always working but
2: there was going to be a bit which i would have liked where They end up on Abbey Road because he sets up Abbey Road, doesn't he, where he lives? And there's a traffic jam, and he gets out of the car and he has to do one of the Beatles poses to get the people off the Zebra Crossing, which I think would have been all right. Anyway, Mm. that got cut. good so poor old dude it's long it
0: really is long enough
2: yeah so she smashes herself to bits and then tim takes her time traveling to not meet her shitty boyfriend that apparently will solve all their problems time for a random rule <laughs> so oh uh,
0: what it, can, can you just break this rule down for oh, me because bad. i do i fundamentally don't understand it which makes the rest of this movie quite difficult to enjoy i had to rewind it I'm, i was like i don't I'm get struggling it struggling with what happens here so tell me
2: So you can't go back before your baby was born, but in Bill Nye's words, when it comes out, because if you go back before that point, you'll get a different baby. And he goes, oh, because of when the sperm meets the egg. So that makes no sense about why it's when the baby comes out. The baby that's created is the same one that's going to come out. Mm. Nothing happens.
0: (laughs) But so... So Tim has done that. He's travelled back before his baby's birth. Yes. And then he comes back to the future and Kit Kat's fine, but his baby's changed into a boy.
2: Yeah, and it's not his... It is his baby, but it's not the one he's familiar with.
0: Right. So how does he then undo that?
2: He... Oh, God, what does he do? It's bad because she then forgets about... Oh, he goes back and doesn't go back. Wait. Yeah, he goes back and doesn't go back. Is go- that how it works? Uh, listen, him- listen
0: to the sentence you're saying. <laughs> he goes back and he doesn't go back.
2: So I think what he must do, although it undoes everything, is he goes back to the party, the New Year's Eve party, right. and makes sure that Kit Kat and Jimmy do meet.
0: But we don't see that. We don't see right, that. Right, okay. No. And so that resets the timeline. That resets everything. Bel- yeah, whatever. Okay, even though minute things may have changed, the butterfly effect. The
2: literal butterfly effect. Even though we've been told that doesn't happen here. Right. in this film. Yeah. Categorically you cannot butterfly effect. Don't worry
0: about yeah, it. we can't change anything. We can't change
2: anything But apart he has... from when he changes her whole right. life.
0: But then immediately after that un- he un- changes he unchanges it. Yeah. Okay, fine. I mean not fine. Not fine. Absolutely awful. Very very bad. Understood. And also because he goes back, he kills this child. This yeah, baby it's, ceases it's, to exist. Yes. The, okay. I don't know
2: what happened to that baby.
0: That's, well, that's the multiverse, isn't it? It's yeah. like, is there another Hopefully timeline? it's all right somewhere else. Where he's else. never there. <laughs> like, he just vanishes one day <laughs> yeah.
2: to be with his other family. <laughs> yeah and,
0: and Mary doesn't know she's left for this boy to raise <laughs> alone. <laughs> Fine.
2: Maybe. So then... Um, we're going to mend Kit Kat the normal way which is someone that's got serious dependency <clears> issues on bad men and has turned to drink as a result of being shut out of the best thing that could possibly have happened to her because she's a woman uh, what you do just bedside vigil until they say the right words and that in a Richard Curtis's world means they're fixed so she's like I need to give up drinking they're like job done you're now fine because people don't lie to get out of hospital it's so patronising to be to do it anyway I think he's brave for a Richard Curtis film because he doesn't really do this. he's like people are a bit quirky someone's clearly got fucking dementia and that's just isn't that sweet I,
0: until you said that in the introduction i i i didn't know i wasn't thinking
2: it's just quirky I, englishness isn't it we do it all the time. that's what i thought like... it was
0: i just don't understand uh, literally other than the funny lines in inverted commas, yeah. that Uncle Desmond says. Yeah. I don't understand his purpose in the movie because all the men can time travel. I honestly thought there was going to be some reveal later on that you have to stop time travelling because Uncle Desmond did it too much. And lost his mind. And lost his mind. Yeah. But it's like, can he time travel? We don't... What has he done? Is this connected to him time travelling? What's his story? He time travels as well? He doesn't know because he's stupid?
2: It's just this thing of like... The Englishness of it, of like this long-term serious health condition that is devastating to families and the patient alike is codified in front of us as eccentricity. And we've done that for hundreds of years where you're like, oh, someone's gone a bit mad and we shut them in the attic kind of thing. Whereas he could have help and (laughs) whatever. It's it's baffling to me. Um, It's just not my world, I guess um also the way that Kit Kat can really become normal is to go out with Tim's mate mm-hmm. find that a bit patronizing like the way to be normal is to just get a different boyfriend not try being by yourself for a while
0: sure sure sure. and also uh, Tim just basically goes about Jay and she goes oh yeah I never thought of that thanks yeah. thanks
2: thanks Tim thanks Tim, <laughs> thanks, brother because <laughs> thanks, sexy brother. I would
0: never have worked that out on my own no. and I'm incapable of finding love alone but yeah. your friend Jay's You'll available provide me with
2: someone who looks <laughs> exactly like you which is also not mentioned um they have uh, another baby. Yeah, sorry,
0: they- Tim. I, uh, <laughs> I had a kid with another woman, Jay, over there. I was, um, I guess half-brother. <laughs> I don't know. Rumble, tumble, stumble. Uh, but
2: so then, a little bit of plot. They have another baby. Claire gets ready for a big night out with Ian and I actually think.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Fifth mention of prostitute makes Rachel McAdams do it this time though, so that levels it out. Do I look like a prostitute? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, man! Like that is not
0: good. Everyone gets a shot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but because there's no story, this is you'll see this in so many films. If you've got an maybe a slightly older character and it's a parent, this is you could, on the money to the minute the parents going to die here it's the high fidelity for instance like it's it it just gives you a little bit of propulsion to get you through the final act it's just classic timing but he's
0: he's not actually dead at this point No. he's just ill he's had a prognosis she's got prognosis. A, she's got a dinner with her biggest client yeah cancel that dad's <laughs> a little bit ill so <laughs> yeah. so what we'll, we'll find out it's quite it's, just, it's it's you know it's terminal but he's got time yeah. left Leave in the morning, no, 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 take that shit off, yeah. and get in the car <laughs> we 're driving to Cornwall. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable.
2: It is unbelievable. Uh, but th- her career doesn't mean anything because she's a nothing. So <laughs> it doesn't matter that she stood up Ian McEwan.
0: You read. <laughs> like, that's your job. I didn't like get... a prostitute.
2: Yeah, I didn't get that because in Richard Curtis's world, that's the best job in the world. <laughs> sure. Because it's reading and it's books and it's adjacent too and it's super middle class. So when Tim was like, Uh what? All you do is read. He's like, I'm breathing.
0: Well, we've got two people who both their passions in this are reading. She reads for a job. Tim's dad, like, has spent time travelling reading yeah. like and that there's no sort of connection there. It's not like... He's like, oh, You're maybe. like, you're literary. Yeah. Oh, great. My dad loves books. Agent. <laughs> you're like, just mention it.
2: So- also, am I wrong? We can ask the listeners. Tim's like, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. You see him in court. You're not a barrister. <laughs> like, he's wearing the wig and he's done the thing. Mm. Isn't that what a barrister does? I don't know. I'm not a solicitor. But someone help me out there. Anyway, uh, where are we? So he's got weeks to live. Uh, dad does. Um, and then this is the real love story, and I do mean that in a nice way. So this father and son thing, this passing down of the secret, you know, live every day and do it again to notice things, be grateful. And this just get me, just really get it wouldn't It didn't get me at the time, gets me now. Just a bit older and a bit sort of more aware of stuff like that. I mean, I,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean... I don't know. The only way to do it is if you relive the same day. And then in the end, sort of Tim goes, I'm never going to relive the same day again. And you're like, okay, well, what so. What's the point of that? Yeah. yeah. I think he
2: learns to notice, maybe. Right. Okay. It is funny. I thought this is Richard Curz's being like, he's so normal. Showing him being ungrateful for his days, going to pret and ignoring someone.
0: Right. What is that scene? <laughs> so. It's the scene that he he didn't smile.
2: He didn't at look the, at her. He, right. He didn't. She's being super nice. Like Everyone in Pret is uh-uh. contracted to be super nice to you the whole time. Not
0: the one by the famous cock. <laughs> are they not? <laughs> no, they are. That's they're, worth I, knowing. No, They're, they're
2: always like, hey, how are you? Like, they, they were
0: frustrated because apparently no one works in Pret at around three o'clock <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> so there was a queue about 10D with one person <laughs> serving and one person making coffees. And you're like... Mm, Sorry about this. Not yeah. really sort of fast food.
2: She's she's super nice to him. He ignores her, and then the camera is on her face for the second time round. So he's just being mindful and thankful and all the rest. That's the that's the scene. I mean yeah. it's mad. that's mad, but that's what it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. Being yeah. nice to
0: someone in prep He smiles at her yes. and that's him being nice. Yes, that's because him. her day would have otherwise been ruined. Exactly. If he hadn't such a good point. She's like, Oh, he was nice to me. She's paid yeah. to do it's it. It's changed her day. It really is. Has. Maybe I'm just being a cynic now because this movie's driven me to it. Maybe smile at strangers, just not on the tube. Exactly.
2: Uh, he goes back for one last game of table tennis, which I know you hate. Um, I do. He goes back for one last game and then he's like, his dad's like, oh, is this it kind of thing? But then we do repeat that because we've got this stupid bullshit rule that makes no sense. Claire's baby's about to pop out, which means Tim's got one last chance to go back. Because it when it pops out, it's different. Not when sperm meets egg, which is actually makes medical sense, yep. but whatever. So he goes back for the last time to say goodbye, and it's Tim as a boy and his dad, and they're sitting on that stupid beach and throwing stones. And he, the monologue, we you know, we should relish this remarkable life, tears, crying, I'm not you. crying. I am yes, I am crying Fine. my eyes out.
0: Okay, good. Cause I um, absolutely hated myself in this moment. I'm like how has how has Curtis he done, done that to me? Yeah. I, was li- I was I was oh, on my own. I was like a mad person, like <laughs> shouting at traffic. Except it was this movie. I was just shut up. This movie, <laughs> honestly, all, I just a scroll, Look at this, awful vomit. That's all I've written. I'm just like I hate this. And then this final scene. I'm just yeah. like, oh my what? god, this might be the most beautiful thing I've ever fucking seen in my was. whole life. It's yeah. just like they're on the beach and they're playing. It's the last time they'll see each other, and yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's I, beautiful. I, I was. I felt manipulated. And yet I couldn't stop crying. It was yep. the weirdest experience.
2: I know. I mean, this is the thing, and the fact that—and this is me saying this—the fact that it is narration is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. cheeky. You,
0: like you wouldn't have minded if he'd gone. That's me <laughs> with my dad on that, the too. last day.
2: That's me I'd ever see. Oh, him. is it? Um, yeah. So there we are. That's the end of the film. It's—he's done a number on us because that shit works, <laughs> and it shouldn't, and it's cheap. And it makes me livid as has been proven throughout the duration of this piece of content. Mm. But we are
0: where we are. This is a great film. It's the it's the George Lucas thing. When he was once asked about oh, Star yeah, Wars, yeah. it's like made <laughs> yeah. the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes. Yeah. Chris was saying it the other day, first ten minutes, last ten minutes good. What you do in the middle doesn't matter. No one cares. I, I mean, apparently Richard Curtis has taken that a step further. It's just the last ten minutes. (laughs) In fact, it's the last two minutes. (laughs) Everything before that can be dross. And as long as they're crying when they walk out, people are going to say... I've done my job. What a movie.
2: Yeah, I know, it's mental. What a movie. So uh, let's do the bits, shall we? What's what's your best scene? Uh,
0: Well, uh, we just did it. I, I, I hate it. I can't believe it managed to do it. Like I said, felt manipulated, but I am... Only human. And those tears, they just came. And I couldn't control them. It wasn't even like little, little sort of dabbing my eyes going, mm, You're not going to no, get me. Full.
2: Just, yeah. But straight, straight but down silent. the face.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Possibly because Mark was sitting next to me. I didn't want to admit I was crying at this. But you know, when you're just streaming,
0: you've rubbed an onion in your face. <laughs>
2: And he he's, I've got to tell, because obviously I wear glasses when I'm watching telly, and I try to keep it in, but I know I've got to lift my glasses up to get rid of the tears because they're, like, going in my mouth. <laughs> so Mark can see when I've lifted, and then sometimes I'm like, I've just got an itchy eye, but then I'm like... <gasps>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's... It, I mean, I will say, and you, 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 you mentioned this already, what this makes you realise is this film isn't the rom-com that it was marketed as at all, it should not be about Mary and Tim. Oh. It's a father and son learning how to connect story. Yeah, that's what this film is, and that's
2: what that's the best bit of it. Yeah, so that's the last scene is also my favorite. I do also like though a shout out for because it's rom com kind of like bread and butter. Their walk home pre the problematic shag. That I think he has captured that in a very him way of like you're really into someone and you just keep talking and then you're like oh look we've walked for ages, but then. She lives above a vintage shop and so it l- lost all the points for me because it's like, rent in London is expensive. You definitely haven't got your own flat. Where are you? Somewhere probably West
0: London, obviously. I think it's, uh, it is it is because I read the tube sign. It's made of ale. It
2: is made of ale. Mm. And the fact that she lives above a vintage shop is just like blurg. Like, that's meant to telegraph all these things that she's timeless and cute and quirky and fuck off. <laughs> so... I didn't pick Cassie. Uh there we go. So what's your most valuable whatever?
0: Tom Hollander. Very no. One hundred percent. As I said earlier, he is too awful to work in the role that he's meant to work as. Not Tom Hollander. He's brilliant. The writing, it's too much. He's too nasty. Yeah. He's just too it's like why don't you have sex with my daughter? Everyone else has. What? That is nasty business. It's isn't it? it's it's just dark. However, he captures how I feel about most of this movie. And so I watch him and I'm like, yeah, I'm angry too.
2: Uh, I want to pick Bill Nye, but I think you've put me off him, which is good. This is what the podcast is all about because the speech at the wedding is pretty amazing. So just Rachel McAdams again. I mean, look. Is it, is it for every decision you make,
0: I'll take a piece. <laughs> <clears throat> is it that? Is that what swung you? Do you know
2: you? what I read? I Puppies. Do you want to see them? I didn't read any more detail about it, but. He, I read an interview with Richard Curtis where he said both Rachel McAdams and Donald Gleeson, that there was a version of that scene that they both weren't happy with The strip, the wedding decision strip. So they went back and did it again. And I was reading between the lines, I was like, maybe no one was happy with this, but you were like, that's what we're doing. Yeah, because that's what people do. And they were like, no, they don't. So I wonder, uh, but yes, Rachel McAdams, what would you change?
0: Uh, All right. Uh, Do not have a voiceover that describes a character as having eternally bare feet in the opening five (laughs) minutes when, in literally the scene before, she's wearing wellies, especially in a film about time travel. Do not have a character say, I've never met a rich person who was happy while standing in one of the 20. 27 rooms of his clifftop mansion. Do not have a character pissed off at the suggestion she's gay while standing next to their gay best friend. And while you're at it, do not make Margot Robbie play such an unlikable character in the first place. That's actually amazing you managed to do that. Don't tell poor Donald Gleeson to be more Hugh Grant in every scene and don't have a Kate Moss exhibition when your best friend's Kate Moss.
2: (laughs) I don't say this lightly and I don't actually mean it, but Margot Robbie, I was like, prick tease. I never say that, (laughs) but what the fuck? (laughs) you get yourself into all sorts of a pickle let's wait let's not wait Jesus Christ Uh, my change is right Richard Curtis said, and I think this is really admirable and I do like it, when people who are going to love each other meet, they do just get on. That is the reason they're going to be together. Like Mm. In real life, it isn't like, she's completely wrong for him, but we're going to like, but whatever. Like That's fair enough. The whole rom-com industry is based on, it shouldn't work, but it does. And it is nice to see something where it's like, oh, you two are lovely. Mm. I do get that. However, it is a movie and it does need that, I think. So I think you do have to pull them apart a bit to get them back together because you've got to earn that wedding. I don't think you want Rachel McAdams walking down the aisle and the only thing you're thinking is, oh, Red's a nice choice. Wait,
0: do you mean them in Act 2, needs some... Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the C word. It's really technical. Conf... conf uh, <laughs> conflict. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Some of that. Any of that. So what you can do is... Just 20 minutes of just people getting on very well. Yeah, and having a nice wedding. Unbelievable. So
2: when earlier you said, Tim fixes Harry's life, even though Harry is, is a bit nasty to him, and hates his dad, calls him a cock, and so why don't we lean into Tim, because he's nice and because he's Hugh Grant, just wants to fix everyone, and so he keeps fucking up his own relationship inside, some nice way so that at that wedding you're like she might not do this because he's been absent or he's done whatever and he's chosen other things she can't find out he's a time traveller for whatever reason but you know there is something there isn't it like he just tries to do too much with his gift and therefore his relationship suffers also you've mentioned it stop calling Vanessa Kirby a prostitute it's <laughs> fucking rude it's rude <laughs> alright we we're done yeah we're done
0: and
2: breathe, breathe. <laughs> Deep breaths. I feel so much lighter.
0: Reacclimatizing.
2: Yeah, recenter.
0: It's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to. want answers? I want the truth. So, mm. do these were Chris's choices. I'll yeah. step in and, and, and fill in this gap yes, uh, on his behalf. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, all right. Okay.
2: I found it hard because consent is a big, <laughs> is a big deal. In Time Teller's Wife, not great, but she knows what's going on. Um, even though I think which is a mad thing to say her character is even thinner <laughs> than in About Time for some reason Mary works for me more than Claire like I found Claire I think that's because breadcrumbs of like what Claire could be this sort of pampered girl and it's not really dealt with The voiceover in About Time gives me a stomach ulcer, as you can imagine. Uh, But I am won over by the messaging. And I do think Donald Gleason does an amazing job considering what he has to, the hurdles he has to jump over, which is like do a Hugh Grant impression. I think Rachel McCannum lists both these films and does make them better than either of them deserve to be. But About Time does have something lovely in it right towards the end, as you said, maybe it's just the last two minutes, get past that nasty sex scene. And um, I do rag Richard Curtis because when he's doing it right, it is it is a little bit magic. And so about time. If you ask me, do I like it? Yeah, I love that film. What's happened? True.
0: I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I
2: think I love that film, even though it's made me so furious. Okay. <laughs> yep, there we are.
0: So this is 100% no contest for me. <laughs> About time is a struggle... I find the Lake family insufferable. Yeah. I really don't like them. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm not one of them. I don't no, like any of them. No. And it takes a lot to make me not like Bill Nye in a movie. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I love Tom Hollander because he hates everything. And <laughs> Man, that's how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Uh, my winner is the flawed but not anger-inducing <laughs> The Time Traveler's Wife. Fascinating. And f- and
2: also, it's that's also the right choice. Mm, I don't know what no, is it's,
0: it's not, you, do you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, Time Traveller's wife, 38%. Yeah. About time? Yeah. 70%. 70%. 70%. Wow. Wowzers. So let's turn it over to the one and only Chris Tilly. Great. I have a message from him. I'm fascinated. I can't, I can't call it. You can't call oh, it? Oh, do you know
2: what? What I can call is this. Just some sort of insouciant, couldn't give a shit, either way, mate. One of them.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know what to vote for. Is one much better than the other? I can't remember. My response, vote Time Traveller's Wife. About time is awful. Ace, I vote for Time (laughs) Traveller's Wife. Did quite enjoy the book too. (laughs) So with me leaning on, on him a little, but again, like you said, he didn't really care. No. Time Traveller's Wife is our winner. Fine, absolutely Are you fine. fine with that?
2: Yeah, yeah. None of it makes any sense, does well, it? Well, it?
0: it'll be interesting because Chris really did, he really has taken the, the week off. He hasn't even given his vote a thought. So for once, I think, not for once, it's always interesting, but I think in this instance, it will be genuinely interesting what the poll says when it goes up on Twitter. Of course, as always, tell us how right or wrong we got it when the poll goes up about time versus the Time Traveller's Wife on Twitter very soon, but like I said, we have a winner, and it is the time traveler's wife. So, next week,
2: yes, uh-huh. I forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. next week, it is uh, a clue. Uh, the clue I gave that heist was carnage. <coughs> carnage, wait, heist, car? Cars? car, there's cars involved, yeah, or nidges. <laughs> Right? Uh, no, it was cars. We are doing 1969's <laughs> The Italian Job. That's right, drink your water so you don't huff. Uh, versus 2011's <laughs> Fast Five. Brilliant! Yeah. Car chases! <laughs> right. That's my tempo. <laughs> uh, so uh, both I checked are available all over the shop. So uh, please go out and find them. Uh, in the meantime, if you haven't, do subscribe to us on Apple pod, Apple Pods, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, just anywhere. Subscribe to us is the main thing. Doesn't matter where you do it. Be lovely and uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, we'll be back on Monday talking the Italian job. Have a lovely weekend. Bye bye.